Hello, and thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Work-Life Mindset Podcast. My name is Chris, and I am here to deliver tools and tips to really master your mindset, to understand how your own thinking will get in your way from really stepping into this higher version of yourself and and, um, reaching your full potential. So today, what I want to talk about is beliefs. Uh, I want to talk about where beliefs come from and how important it is to really bring awareness to your beliefs and understand the fact that we can actually change our beliefs. And, you know, when I talk about beliefs, I feel like a lot of people jump to religion um, and that's totally okay. That's not exactly, I think, where I'm talking about, although I do believe <laughs> believe that we get a lot of our beliefs um, through, you know, um, religions and uh, they are kind of aligned in some ways of morals. But what I want to speak to specifically today is this concept that, you know, a belief is a meaning that we give to an experience, right? We have an experience, something happens, and we seem to attach a belief to it. And, um, you know, I think an easiest example might be like, if you're young or at any point, like you, you get bit by a dog, right? You have this bad experience with a dog and all of a sudden you have this belief, like, dogs are bad, dogs are scary. Um, And maybe not everybody jumps to that, particularly if you've had other dogs, but if you're young and, you know, your first experience with a dog is pretty negative, you're going to form a belief that dogs are scary, dogs are mean. And that might turn into a lifelong fear of dogs. Um, I've talked to people and I understand that this is actually how a lot of people are, are always afraid of that because they had some experience when they were young. And Realizing that a lot of our beliefs are formed when we're young, and this is just tied to the way we develop, right? There's two things happening there. For one, you know, when we're young, our brain is very, and it is actually from, I think, age zero to six or seven, it's mostly in a state called theta state. And the theta state of of our brain waves and thinking is is when we're very close to our subconscious. As an adult, we only hit theta state kind of like when we're in between dream and wake up, or maybe right before bed. Um, it's a state where, again, because we're so close to the subconscious, um, we are really <clears throat> embodying, we're, we're bringing a lot in, right? There's a lot of thoughts and a lot of things happening. And um, when you're a child, this can be problematic because there's not a lot of logic in a six-year-old or a five-year-old. Um, but yet we are forming beliefs about how the world works all the time. And one way this can really trip us up when we're young is just the fact that we're all civilized, right? All our, all of our behavior is constantly being corrected by a parent, a guardian, maybe a grandparent, and whoever like our primary caregiver is. And, you know, they're all well-intentioned. I don't blame them for, you know, hollering at us to tie our shoelaces this way, tuck in our shirt, don't hit your brother. <laughs> um, but we got to realize every time we manage or correct a child's behavior when we were young and our behavior was corrected, we were forming beliefs around that. And this can be very impactful when it's our own parents correcting our belief, because believe it or not, we don't understand, but have this, you know, old version and old evolution of our brain, believing that, you know, our survival depends on the love of our parents, 
right? And to some degree, our survival depends on being accepted by others. You know, this is when we change from nomadic beings to, you know, civilized people and started or being tribal beings. And our survival did in many ways depend on whether or not we were accepted by the tribe. And when you're very young as babies, our survival totally depended on the love of our parents. And this happened for so many generations, could some might say thousands of generations of brain evolution and development. And it's only, you know, in the last couple generations of evolution and brain development that some of those truths don't really apply so much. Um, so the brain still thinks our survival is dependent on doing it right in the eyes of our parents. So every time our parents would correct our behavior, um, you know, five-year-old self might believe like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it wrong. I'm not enough. Uh, I'm not good enough. And this is actually really scary because if I'm not good enough, I might die. And I know that's out there. That's a little woo. And that's a pretty extreme example. But um, I see this so much in myself and other people I get to work with, how we've carried around this belief of, you know, um, not being good enough, this fear of judgment, this fear of failure that really holds everybody down and holds everybody back. Um, Self-confidence and many issues that this kind of manifests as an adult. And it really is tied to the meaning that we gave to experiences we had when we were young. And, you know, where I want to go with this is this concept that most of your beliefs are really not your own. And that's a scary, but also beautiful part of self-development, because if they're not our own, we can put time and intention into understanding, you know, what, you know, what they are, or even change them, right? Um, I see beliefs as forming one of two ways. They can form directly or they can form indirectly. A direct belief would be something that somebody told you. And again, this usually happens when you're young, but it can also happen later in life, just more impactful when you're young and you're forming all these beliefs about the way the world works. Um, Let's say you had an uncle or even a parent or somebody that told you something specific about yourself, like, I hear this a lot, like, uh, you are too smart for your own good. I've met plenty of people that have carried that around. You're too smart for your own good, which is essentially like you need to dumb it down. You don't want to be that tall poppy. You don't want to shine, right? Um, And when we hear that from an adult, especially when we're young, we take that as our belief and we wear that forever or for a very long time until we make a decision, maybe that that's not a belief that we really want. Uh, We wear it like a dirty t-shirt. So these direct beliefs are things that somebody said specifically to us, right? And we just believed it. Um, You know, on kind of bit of a side note there, this happens in adults when, and even I think in, in, you know, adolescence and as you're growing and that concept of bullying, when people call you names, and this can even be as an adult, if somebody calls you something like somebody says you're fat or you're ugly and you really have a negative reaction to that, you get upset. What's happening is you are actually telling yourself that that is true subconsciously by having that reaction. Um, And it's all happening kind of on autopilot because likely that was something that was said when you were young and you're like, oh, I have this belief and oh, yep, somebody said it again. And you're just reinforcing that belief. So it's, it can be really impactful, but also really important to understand where your beliefs come from. So some of them can be direct. Somebody literally told you something. I don't know if this thought or conversation, you know, um, 
words are even invoking like something somebody said to you when you were a kid and like, oh yeah, I still believe that, you know, or maybe I don't think I believe it, but I still tell myself that sometimes. Uh, the other way would be an indirect belief. And again, this is just where we see something happen and we form our own belief around that. Like a lot of people I think have seen parents argue or fight over money, right? Um, so they have formed an indirect belief that money is bad, you know, um, money just causes stress and causes people around you to, that you love to fight, right? So that would be an indirect belief um, where you experience, you saw something and you put a meaning to it. It wasn't said directly to you, but your own logic put that together versus a direct belief would be, um, you know, your parents telling you money doesn't grow on trees or we don't have money for that. Right. And then you, as you grow up, be like, oh, yeah, there's a scarcity time for time. There's a scarcity mindset around money. Right. Um, and or it's just hard to come by. And because of that, we carry that with us. We carry that as our story and in many ways. And we resist money and opportunities because we view it as maybe being evil or uh, just causing more problems, more money, more problems, all that kind of stuff, you know. <clears throat> but anyway, that's just examples of, of different ways that beliefs are made. And, you know, why this is important, like, why do we even care? Like, why, why do I really care about this? Well, because beliefs, I have come to found form kind of the start of this process that gets us actions and results. Beliefs form our thoughts. I kind of view it as a four point little circle, right? And up top, you have your beliefs, you have your paradigm, you have the way you think the world is, right? Either that people have told you and you've carried that as your story or you've deduced it from a meaning you gave to some experience on your own. And so you have a belief and from that belief, you form thoughts and thinking. And from that thinking, you end up taking action or sometimes no action, depending on what that thinking is. And from those actions, you get results. And the results are either gonna build up and reinforce your belief or tear it down. Generally, with the brain and the autopilot function, you're just constantly gonna go through the cycle, building up those same limiting beliefs, like dogs, dogs are scary because I got bit. So I'm not going to get, I'm going to run away from dogs. I'm going to not even try to pet a dog or give a dog love. And the results are, you know, you just continue to not like dogs, right? You, maybe you don't get bit again, which is great, uh, but you don't open yourself up to the opportunity of, of love from a pet or realizing that, you know, not every dog is going to come bite you. You don't really believe that. Um, so in this cycle, I think if we want to, approach our change, our transformation, and open up to having new habits, um, getting new results, right? Because whatever we're doing is not really working. So we need new actions. That kind of starts with having new thoughts. And having new thoughts actually requires having new beliefs. So if we don't shift our beliefs, or at least question our beliefs, um, or identify those beliefs that are holding us back, we're not going to take new action. And we're definitely not going to get new results, right? So we got to kind of break this circular pattern somehow. And as we bring awareness to beliefs, I think it's particularly important to understand the limiting beliefs that are holding us back. Um, you know, limiting beliefs are 
you know, these beliefs we form that are not really in alignment with who we want to become, right? And they're, they're beliefs that hold us back. I think a very common example of this, and I hit it before, is like, I'm not good enough. You know, that's a, that's a limiting belief that we got by some experience or multiple experiences we had as a child. And we carry that around like a dirty t-shirt. A lot of people do. Um, another one would be like, it never happens for me, you know, and I see everything happen for other people, but it, it never really happens to me. And that might, again, be tied to some experience you had, uh, maybe something you saw other people do, maybe just you resonate with those characters and books and stories. Um, I have found actually a lot of beliefs come from money and, and media and what we see other people. Uh, we just take those as our truths. And, you know, with limiting beliefs, we want to recognize what those are because we can do work to reframe. We can actually change those limiting beliefs into new decisions that are in alignment with who we want to become. And all we need to do is really stack evidence for that new empowering decision. And what we're going to end up doing is kind of rewiring our brain, right? Because if we have this old belief, like I'm not good enough, and that manifested subconsciously every time we didn't do it right, and our parents corrected our behavior, or maybe we got negative feedback at work, or we just tried something on our own, tried to take on a new habit, tried to reach a goal, and we didn't, um, that you know, thought of I'm not good enough keeps firing in your brain through a connection. And every time it does, you know, from um, one neurosynaptic, one, you know, one kind of wired in your brain that keeps firing and firing and it gets thick with this stuff called myelin, right? And um, what we want to do when we form a new empowering decision is we're literally making a new neurosynaptic connection in our brain. We're firing a new wire. And we want to reinforce that with evidence to kind of build myelin so it becomes more efficient for our brain to fire that way. So there's a process through this, and I have some tools with this, but I don't want to go too, too deep into that. Um, but I do want to, you know, make space for this concept that we can grow awareness of our limiting beliefs and then make a decision right there to reframe them into an empowering decision. And generally you do that just by flipping that statement, particularly if you understand that this belief that you have is not your true belief. Okay. It's not the belief that you want. It's a belief that's really holding you back. Maybe, you know, that core belief came from your parent or from a teacher or from society or from your peers, whatever it is, you understand that that belief, that story I keep telling myself, that self-talk is just holding me back. I don't like it. I want to change it. And you change it by making an empowering decision, which is just the opposite, right? So if you have this belief that I'm not good enough, you literally just need to make a decision like, no, I am good enough. And then do the work and write down all the evidence for all the good things you've done and show yourself that, yeah, and actually I there's a lot of evidence here that I'm good enough. And that might take time. And sometimes you want to ask others around you for help with evidence because we tend to beat ourselves up and we tend to not really make space for like how good and how efficient and how productive we actually are. We just think about all the things we didn't do. We don't always celebrate the things we did do. Um, another, you know, limiting belief would be there's not enough time. I hear that one all the time. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. When in reality, you're just not prioritizing that. And if you, 
make a new empowering decision like, well, actually I get to make my own time. I design when I spend my time and then build evidence to show like, yeah, you know, when I make a list, I get stuff done. When I plan out my day, I get stuff done. I can, you know, wake up two hours earlier to make time instead of staying up late at night, watching Netflix and binging on things and using numbing agents. Um, you can kind of flip all these things, right? A limiting belief that comes up a lot. I also hear is like, I'll never change, right? It's just, I'm not going to change. I've tried so many times. I never change, you know, and <clears throat> it can sound difficult, but you just make a new decision. Like, no, I can and I do change. I change every day. I change every year and just pull evidence, look back to look at how much, like, even if it's minor, but recognize like you've totally changed, you know, over time, even if you resist that. So we just make space for this stuff. Um, but it's not enough just to make that new empowering decision. We really need evidence. The brain is a great bullshit detector. So you got to build that evidence and just write all this stuff down and then remind yourself of this. Um, where I'd really like to leave this is this opportunity for you to ask yourself some of these questions and see if you can't identify some of these limiting beliefs, some of this self-talk. And, you know, one of the better ways to do this is to listen to yourself um, actually when you are have a setback, maybe when you have a failure, maybe when you're afraid um, and try to understand, like, what am I telling myself at those? What are these stories? You could also just literally go Google limiting beliefs and read through a big list and circle the ones that like, oh, yeah, I, I say that to myself a lot or that really sounds like me that resonates. And to start this work, you want to ask yourself a couple questions around your beliefs. OK, now that you know that a lot of your beliefs might not be your own. I think you kind of have a responsibility to explore this deeper so you can find where you're holding yourself back, where you just have this belief, this dirty t-shirt you've been wearing all your life. And you're like, nope, forget that. I'm going to take that t-shirt off because that's not, not helping me at all. So it starts with asking yourself, where did this belief come from? You know, and see if you can't identify that. Was that something somebody told you? Was it just from a past experience? Um, was it something you saw on TV? Where did this belief come from? And that can be helpful just to really help reinforce that maybe that's not your own belief. You know, you just had some experience and you put a meaning to it and that was your belief. And then when you identify that, and even if you don't identify where it come from, but you understand like that's not helpful, ask yourself, is this belief my truth, right? Is this belief in alignment with who I am becoming, who I know I can become. Is this belief my truth? And when, and if the answer is no, realize you kind of have a responsibility to, to change that belief into a new decision. And the easiest way to do that is just, what's the opposite of that statement? What's the opposite of that belief? And part of that is asking the third question, what do I choose to believe, right? If I know I have this belief, that came from my childhood, that came from all these movies <laughs> about money or people or looks or self-image, <clears throat> but that's not in alignment with who I really want to become, then what do you want to believe and form a new decision around that? And that's how we start to 
make space an opportunity to develop and to transform and to grow and to change. Because as we spoke to before, change is always happening. It's always going to happen around us. But we really want to allow it to happen within us. That's how we can accelerate our change and get ourselves to this point of being intentional and highly productive and living with purpose and passion so we can show up as a greatest version of ourselves for everybody else that we love. So if you're feeling stuck, if you know there are things you want to be doing, healthy habits you want to take on, unhealthy habits you want to get rid of, you know, those are all actions. And we're not going to take new actions consistently, at least, unless we change our thoughts about those. And those thoughts are all formed from the beliefs. So it does start with beliefs. Now, I will say, and people have experience with just changing the action, like, cool, I'm going to go to the gym, right? I don't need to worry about my paradigm, my belief about the way I look or the thoughts that that's creating. I'm just going to take action. And that's good because if you take action, you can also get results, which might build up the new paradigm. But that's just kind of like a jump start. You're skipping steps. And that is also why most people are not successful in the long run. They go to the gym for a week or two and then they fall off again because their belief hasn't shifted. So you always want to start if you can with the belief or even if you start with actions, take the time to look at your beliefs and your self-talk, right? And you do that by asking, where did I learn this belief? Is this my truth, right? And what do I choose to believe? And from that, you form new empowering decisions, new beliefs that are going to build you into the person you're meant to become. So that's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see everybody next week.